Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Happy Sunday, everyone. I owe you, well, not necessarily an apology, but an explanation from last week. I used a word that in retrospect, is a little on the jargony side. Last week I talked about embodying your dream just as though, well, okay, I'll just go home and embody it, no problem. And it occurred to me that we might want to talk a little bit more about this idea of what embodiment means. And I I started out, of course, with the dictionary, and it says, as you might guess, to represent in bodily or material form an idea. So our intentions, if we're going to embody them, somehow we have to represent them in bodily or material form. That still isn't all that helpful. Let me use an example. So three years ago I had the great honor, well me and about 9,000 other people, uh, to visit with the Dalai Lama. And we were in the uh, uh, Memorial Coliseum over here. And uh, so he did a a lovely talk, and we did a little bit of chanting. And it was interesting because at one point he fell silent, and without him saying anything, he didn't say, well, now we're going to meditate for 20 minutes. He simply fell silent, and he so embodied peace that we just fell silent without any directions, without any... uh, I mean, it would have been impossible not to... He so embodied that sense of peace and that place of silence in the world that without saying anything, we all, you could hear a pin drop in the Memorial Coliseum. And that place, of course, is you know a fidgeter's nightmare, right? And yet, and yet, you would swear you could almost hear him breathing on stage. Now that is embodiment, but how do we get there, right? I mean, he's the, he's the symbol of peace in the world. If anyone can embody it, it would be him. But if I want to embody something, how do I get from here to there? How, how can people just look at me and say, oh my gosh, Larry embodies love, or, or Larry embodies that sense of compassion, or, or whatever it is that you want, what are the steps that we can take? Well, we're using uh, uh, Mae McCarthy's book, uh, The Path to Wealth, this month, and as you know, it's not about wealth meaning just zeros in the bank account. Uh, it's the idea of wealth in terms of the, the goodness that we want to experience in life. For, so for some people it might be additional money, but for most of us it represents some other form of good. It might be knowing that you're safe. It might be the understanding of being fully supported in the universe. It might be that sense of, uh, of community with people and greater love with the people that you care about. It could be maybe about repairing something that's broken. Maybe a relationship that has been troubling you for a long time. Maybe your intention this month is really to embody that sense of compassion and that sense of harmony. So that's what we've been talking about. And of course, uh, in your program is a, is a little card and we have extras on the back table. If some of you really want to take this on as a 40-day program, which we're inviting everyone to do. But today, because such a key part of it is this idea 
of embodying that good that I want to have, I want to spend some time talking about some small steps towards that embodiment. How do I, how do I put a plan together to embody something. And Mae McCarthy talks about two key elements that I want to go over today, visualization and emotion. And so I want to start with uh, visualization. And I have bad news and I have good news about visualization. First, the bad news. Did you know not everyone can do it? Are you aware that about 10% of the population, when you say something like, well, visualize yourself on on a sunny beach, about one in 10 people says, in a pig's eye, I can't visualize that. And they're right. We actually, about 10% of people, literally their brain doesn't work in a way that makes them easily uh, visualize in that sense of pictures in the head. So first of all, when I say visualize, don't worry if you're one of those one in 10, it doesn't mean that you have to necessarily bring thought pictures up in your head. It can just bring up a dialogue. So for instance, if I were to say something like, uh, visualize yourself in a moment of great success, it doesn't mean you have to picture success in your head. It could be just an inner dialogue around success. If I was successful, uh, what would that look like? Would I be at work? Would I be at home? Would it be success with a relationship and another person? Would it be success in getting new clients? So, so you see, it doesn't have to bring up pictures in your head. If you're one of those people that has trouble visualizing it, you can just talk it over in your head and use words to portray uh, that which you want to, uh, want to have in life as well. So the idea, though, of visualization is it's putting you into your dream. Now notice there's a big difference between I think of as daydreaming and really embodying a dream. So daydreaming is almost longing for something you don't have. Have you ever kind of daydreamed of a new car or a vacation and in your heart you kind of knew you weren't going to do that but you're just going to kind of daydream about it? Okay, that's really different from this idea of embodying. When you embody a dream, when you're walking that road like LaRonda was talking about, uh, we're really taking steps towards it, not just seeing it out there as a phantasm that we're unlikely to have, but we want to put ourselves in that vision. And so, uh, in fact, let's, let's give it a try because I think this is something that some of us may even need a little practice about. So what I'd like you to do, if you're willing, is close your eyes for a moment and visualize and or talk over in your head for those people who don't visualize in images. Visualize, if you, if you will, an experience you'd really like to have. So it could be a trip that you've that you would like to take. It could be a reunion with family members you'd like to see. It could be uh, visualizing a health issue that has been cleared up or enhanced. It could be uh, uh, maybe a relationship that you'd like to see more unconditional love in. So if you would, just take a moment and visualize that and visualize you in it. And by that I mean, think about uh, what you're wearing, who you're with, what the surroundings are like. Picture yourself, literally, are you in your home? Are you outside? 
Are you with friends and family? Are you by yourself? If it's a work-related uh, visualization, can you see yourself in your office or, or uh, with the level of success that you'd like to have? If it's a relationship enhancement, can you visualize yourself talking to these other people and what you'd be saying and what they'd be saying in its, in its most enlightened, most successful way? So you can open your eyes now. These are the beginning steps to embodying something. We really have to see ourselves as having that thing, that experience, that way of being. We need to be able to put ourselves into the vision, if you will, if we're going to embody it, if we're going to make it real for ourselves. So in the 40-day practice, uh, I, I think it's uh, step uh, four, where it talks about the idea of going over your future gratitude list and doing some vision work on it, envisioning it being true, that would be what we just did there. So, you know, there's the tendency to skip over a gratitude list or just kind of plow through it. And not that that's bad. A gratitude just all by itself is a very sweet thing. But if you're wanting to move beyond just the feeling of gratitude and into that place of drawing to you some deeper level of good or some new intention, really this level of visioning or envisioning than we just did will really help you. You'll picture yourself having that new lifestyle that you want. You'll picture yourself in that place of contentment or in that place of joy. And that's one of the stages uh, of embodiment. When you can see your own body, if you will, in that situation, having that experience. And so whether it's a bucket list item, whether it's reparation of a, maybe a rift between you and the family member, whatever it is that you might like to work on, visualization is a key to it. Because you can picture yourself in it. You can see yourself having it, and then you can even feel grateful for it. The next piece that she talks about is emotions that we can add our emotional impact to this as well. And I've managed to find a kind of a cute joke. At least I thought it was cute. <clears throat> anyway, we'll give, it, we'll give it a try and see if this is helpful at all. So uh, a young girl and a little boy were at a daycare center. The girl approaches the boy and says, Hey, do you want to play house with me? And the boy says, Sure. Well, what do I do? And she replies, I want you to be emotionally available and communicate your feelings. And the little boy says, huh? What, what does that mean? And the little girl nods and smiles, perfect, you get to be the daddy. <laughs> now, uh, first of all, le let me apologize for stereotypes, all right? I, I know it's totally a stereotype that guys are not in touch with their feelings. And I, to all of us, us sensitive guys in the room, I apologize. But, but I do want to suggest that we all have a different level of both availability of our emotions and our uh, both willingness and ability to express them freely. And so for those of us who might be a little bit uptight about showing our emotions, I have a bit of bad news for us. That can limit our ability to really move forward in our dreams. 
because one of the things that activates the power of attraction, one of the things that activates our intentions to be fulfilled by uh, God's infinity is our ability to feel as though we already have the experience. So, so let's back up in terms of Dalai Lama terms again. For the Dalai Lama to embody peace, he's feeling peaceful. Uh, the actual symposium that he was at was uh, uh, about uh, uh, trouble in the world in terms of uh, using up natural resources. It was part of a conference on uh, resource utilization. And during his talk, he was real worked up about it. He was real upset around the way we're plowing through the Earth's natural resources with no thought of uh, of maybe what the seventh generation may have left for them. And he talked very passionately. And then, when it was time to meditate, it was like that. You could feel a wave of peace coming from that man. Who here is familiar with the idea of working yourselves up into an emotion? Does that ring true for you? And, and let me use an example. I was looking through some photos the other day. We were, uh, my partner and I were uh, planning on a memorial and we wanted to bring some photos of this person. And so I'm looking through a whole bunch of photos and I happened to run across my first haircut. Now, I don't know what kind of a parent actually brings a camera to capture their son crying at his first haircut. <laughs> but there I was, bawling my eyes out. And I still remember, remember because my mom and I had gone through photos a few years ago while she was still alive. And she said, you know what was weird is you started crying long before we even got to the barber. <laughs> That's working yourself, I mean, in a negative way. <laughs> But that's working yourselves up into a feeling. It hasn't even happened yet, right? Now, let's use a more positive one. Have you ever had that experience of the idea of anticipation being almost as good as the real thing? Anyone here love planning vacations, for instance? See, I'm one of those vacation planners. By the time, sometimes I'll start six months ahead with getting brochures and, and, and planning airline flights and shopping for, well, shopping, I say, you know, looking at pictures online of the, the perfect hotel or the perfect B&B. &B. And you know what? After the six months are up and it's time to leave, I almost wouldn't have to go. I've had so much fun because... I'm working myself up to really enjoy that. All right, now you might think of it as play acting. You might think of it as trying to create something that doesn't quite exist yet in your heart. But this is one of the ways that we embody something that's new for ourselves. So in addition to picturing yourself in the middle of whatever new thing or new experience or new way of life you want to be, if you can also feel that it's already yours, if you can feel the joy and unity of being reunited with that person you haven't seen in a long time, if you can feel the sense of joy of uh, maybe that promotion at work that you want and, and feel emboldened uh, by it, if you have those feelings of, of peace, maybe around a, a relationship that currently has its conflicts and troubles, if you can work yourself up into those emotions 
and visualize yourself in the middle of it, that is the complete recipe for success. You are unstoppable at that point. And so again, back to the idea of setting intentions for the day, back to the idea of going over a gratitude list. If we want to use these tools as a method for increasing the love in our lives or increasing the success in our lives or, or feeling more at peace or whatever it might be, if we want those things, this idea of embodiment, this idea of picturing ourselves in it, and also feeling the feelings as though it were already ours, these are key. Now, I, I realize we're not actually used to this very often. I mean, if someone just came up to you and said, hi, how are you doing? Oh, I can see just from the look on your face, maybe you're having a, a troublesome day. Be joyous, <laughs> right? We'd go, well, in a pig's eye again. <laughs> I don't think so. And thanks for asking. I, I need to feel what I'm feeling. But but do you need to feel what you're feeling? Now, again, back to the idea of our joke, I don't want anyone to suppress their emotions. That's really unhealthy. But what I would like to suggest is you have more power over your emotions than what you think you do. You can either prolong misery for a really long time or you can wake up one morning and say, it's time for something different. And when your life is feeling fairly pleasant, what I know is you can work yourself up into way more than pleasant. You can work yourself up into outright joy and love and peace and having a good time if you have the desire to do it. So that's what I'm asking you the rest of our 40-day program, at least the rest of October if you're willing, is to begin practicing a bit this idea of visualization and emotional impact in your daily prayer work, in your daily spiritual practice. If you're doing the 40-day plan, that would be in the morning when you're setting your intentions and your, grati your future gratitude for the day. That is where I would like you to start picturing yourself, having those experiences, and feeling those feelings. Does it make sense? I'm going to uh, close today with just a little more practice in this area. I know last week I read for you my Dear God letter for last Sunday. I'm not going to read the whole letter for you this Sunday, but there are a couple phrases in it that I think we could actually all use on our daily gratitude list. And so I thought I would, first I'll read them through, and then what I would like us to do is practice the idea of visualizing them as true and feeling the emotions as though they were already true for us. So we'll just do a little bit of practice. So in my Dear God letter, here's what I write. Uh, about midway through, I say, I thank the universe for our new expanded church home. That's one of the things we're looking at is a little bit bigger space. So I thank the universe for our new expanded church home and the many hands and hearts that will be present to make it so. I'm grateful for the financial freedom that I experience at home and at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland. So I'm going to read the, it's kind of two sentences, and, and let's practice on both of them. The first sentence, I thank the universe for our new expanded church home and the many hands and hearts that will be present to make it so. So I just invite you, for those of you who visualize, to picture yourself in our fabulous new church home, surrounded by loving people, 
Maybe you're thinking of uh, the social hall that we'll go to after the service is over. Maybe you'll be thinking of the teens being upstairs and their new separate spot. Maybe you won't think of stairs at all. Maybe you'll think of a, a lovely one-level place that's perfectly accessible to everyone. So just allow your own mind's eye to picture us in our new expanded church home. For those of you who don't think in terms of pictures, uh, imagine yourself there and, and what would you say about it? So just to bring up the words then that would describe it. Is it easy? Is it beautiful? Does it have great flow to it? Picture yourself maybe sitting uh, in the new sanctuary in a, in a really sweet spot. And then add the emotions in. Are you feeling um, loved? Are you feeling connected to the other people that are in the room with you? Do you have that sense of just a fullness? And now we'll do the second sentence. I'm grateful for the financial freedom that I experience at home and at the Portland Center for Spiritual Living. So picture yourself being fully financially free. For those of you who maybe uh, uh, have payments on your home, picture yourself paying off that last house payment. For those of you in an apartment with bills to pay, maybe just imagine uh, yourself writing a check so that you know all of your bills are paid and you have a lot of money left in your checking account at the end of the month. Just picture that. Maybe picture yourself writing a check for $100,000 to your favorite charity. What would that feel like? Wouldn't that feel freeing? Wouldn't it give you just a sense of empowerment and a sense of gratitude for the, the universe to be so enriched? Maybe the word philanthropy comes to your mind for the first time ever. What would it be like to open a wing at a new hospital? You get to cut the ribbon. You have just given a gift like that. Maybe you have relatives that really could use a helping hand right now. Picture yourself maybe buying them something that's, that's desperately needed or being able to help a friend in a way that you've never been able to help before. What does that feel like? Isn't that empowering? Isn't that part of the life of gracious giving? Just picture yourself as that part of God that can so, so freely give. I know when I think of financial freedom here at the Center for Spiritual Living, I, I think of the mortgages paid off, I think of uh, all the little enhancements that we'd like to do, video screens or, or, or other sweet things. I just, uh, I wrap them up in my mind's eye and picture myself there, just recognizing how easy, how sweet, how effortless it is to receive our good.
And so once again, I invite you to open your eyes again. And know with me that this can be a simple process. Know with me that as we're doing our, uh, whether it's daily affirmations or daily prayers, so many of our uh, spiritual activities, if you will, we can add this visualization component into them. We can add in the sense of feeling it as though it were already ours. And, and, and whether it's a contemplation, whether it's a prayer, whether it's a, um, an affirmation or one of these gratitude lists, what I know is adding in these two elements, uh, elements that's part of the key to embodying it and really embodying our good, whatever it is, is that surefire way to put it in motion, to actually bring it to you. I'm going to close with a quote from Ernest Holmes. Uh, this is from uh, the book published in 1962, It's Up to You. He says, God does not bestow the gift of abundance upon this person or that person. God does not know whether you and I have very much or very little. The source of our supply, God, is unlimited, and it rests with us how much by how much we can embody. So it's not wishing for it. It's not whether we deserve it or not. It's not whether we already have a lot of it or not. It's how much we can embody it. How much we can really see ourselves having our heart's desire. Let us pray. There is one power, one presence, one life, and one goodness. There is only this one thing, and it's everything. It is that infinite storehouse and support of the universe. It is that which gives us life. It is the God that is the God of all givingness. And because God is everywhere, because God is everything, I know that that also means me. I know that that spark of divinity is in me and working through me always. I know that that storehouse, that infinite divine uh, storehouse, is available to me, of course, as I embody it. And as it is true for me, it is true for each person in this room, both as individuals and collectively as the Center for Spiritual Living. As we embody our good, whether it's a, a larger, more beautiful facility, whether it's a, our own individual desires around love and peace, around joy and happiness, as we embody those, they are ours. And so for each person here, what I know is a greater willingness to take the time to practice these tools of embodiment and using our emotions proactively. I know that each one of us has that capability, and as we step forward in our path along our road to greatness, these are the steps, these are the ways. And there is a willingness to give them a try. And for this, for this, I am eternally grateful. Grateful for God, the source of all things. Grateful for the, the smaller pieces of God that come here every week, taking the form of we, the, the people in this community. I give great thanks for all of it. I let it be, and together we say, and so it is. Thank you so much for being here today. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 and 11 a.m. every Sunday. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and to make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, 
You can donate online at www.pcsl.us slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.